Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning, morning Russell. Everyone. Good morning, everyone. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace upon our lives. We thank you for a restful weekend. We thank you for the beginning of a new week. Just as your word says, the very first four words in the Bible, in the beginning, God. In the beginning of this day, in the beginning of this week ahead, Lord. In the beginning of every new project, everything new that we start. We come to you, Father. We submit and surrender to you all our plans, all our concerns, all our cares, all our thoughts, all our ideas. And we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your direction. We ask essentially that you lead the way and you go with us, Lord. We pray Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. After we acknowledge your presence in the beginning of everything, God. And we thank you, Father. Because your word says you are faithful. You will not turn your back on us. You will not look away from us. Even in the worst of our challenges in our storms, you will not leave us. You have given your spirit to be with us. We thank you, Father, for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts when you draw us towards you. And you bid us come and receive a fresh fill from you again. You pour out your mana from heaven through your word. That our spirits might be filled with that word, with your ways. So that there is a positive shift in our lives. The flesh directed by the spirit, not lusting away from it. We bring it into subjection, Father. The flesh into subjection of the spirit. As we come to you this morning, Lord. We thank you. For that peace and that joy that covers all of this, that brings your light into our life. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you, all those that do not want to know you. And we share it, Lord, with all those that we raise up in our prayer at our altar of answered prayer this day. We ask for a quickening in their spirits that when your light touches each of these lives, there must be that shift that takes place in their seasons as well, Lord. You bid us come to you. You do not call the qualified. You just say, come as you are and you qualify the called. We thank you, Father. So as we come to you in this place of prayer, Lord, with confidence, we call on your name, knowing that as your word says, everyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame, cannot go back empty-handed. We come with that confidence and we call on the name of our Father, who is the great I Am, the King of kings, the King of the universe, the maker of all things, and the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us, the one who is almighty and all-powerful, 
was able to do exceedingly abundantly much much more than we could ask and much more than we can even comprehend in our imaginations provided and according to the work that he can do according to his power that works within us provided we let him do it provided we submit to him that's why we come to you father in submission emptying ourselves out of all our crowns of all our failures of all our weaknesses so that no negativity can overtake us and we are able to stand before you lord in all humility emptying ourselves so that we can take all of you that you can locate us in your mercy and you can fill us with your love we call on the name of the god of david and the god of abraham the god of covenants whose sole purpose was to restore man to that relationship back with him and to make us that royal priesthood ruling the earth just as it was planned when he first created us living in abundance standing in dominion and your word says that jesus lived that kind of life that is what the gospels are all about teaching us how to restore that glory that you bestowed on us we thank you father we pray in the name of your son jesus the one who taught us faith the word himself the rider on the white horse who leads us in the day of battle he is the one who was who is and who is to come the eternal word and we pray in the name of his spirit who is the spirit of this truth the unchangeable truth the spirit of light and life the spirit of victory spirit of the el shaddai came down to our level that we might be converted into his tabernacle into his temple where when we commune with him in this temple then it is his light and his presence that is radiated out through us the image and likeness of the father we thank you lord that you have blessed us with the gift of your word your spirit and the gift of prayer we thank you for angels and for destiny helpers we thank you father that you reveal a new thing to us every time we come to you we thank you for that hunger for your word we thank you for all the good things that you have blessed us with in our life in the spiritual and in the physical we thank you father that you take us on that journey of prosperity in the spirit so that out of that prosperity when we speak then there is a manifestation of prosperity in the physical as well we thank you father that you gave us your laws your prophecies your promises your covenants your principles you teach us the way of abundance and you show us how we can achieve dominion we thank you lord we thank you also for all our fathers in faith who have taught us and continue to teach us the pillars of strength that you have erected lord in your church 
that we can look up to them for all that you have bestowed upon them, all that you share through them for us and all that you make known to us, Lord, through your word that they explain to us. We thank you, Father, and we honor them. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Jesus. We declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. Today we study, today and tomorrow we study a two-part blood covenant. You better understand that. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for our lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption by the hand of God. And I command that angelic protection in the mighty, an all-powerful name of the King of Kings, the one who is called Faithful, the name Jesus. We also herald the power in your spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not fall to the ground. It will not return to me empty. But will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With that power of life in our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Today in our series on God's covenants with men, we shall touch upon the Old Testament precedent, the antitype of the blood covenant. And the verses, the Bible verses that we will reference today is when God first mentions them. Genesis 15 verses 9 to 21. And in particular, verse 7 to 21, the last four verses, 17 to 21, sorry, the last five verses. In the old days, treaties were made and typically sealed by a ritual, a blood covenant, where when the two parties agreed, blood had to be involved in it in some, some form. The verses that we are referencing here are the covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis 15, where he asked Abraham to slaughter certain animals, five different animals, and then they were to be cut in half and laid in two rows with the blood in them, half on each side and a path left in between. And then the two parties involved in a covenant were meant to walk the path between these animals. As if to say, let this be done to me if I do not keep my oath. 
And that is not mentioned in Genesis 15. But if you actually look at it uh, in Jeremiah 34, verse 18 to 19, we see the Lord speaking of punishment to those who transgress his command. And that's where he mentions it. But this blood covenant that we see in Genesis 15 was slightly different. There definitely were two parties involved, God and Abraham. But only God passed through as fire. He passed through between the rows of the dead animals while Abraham fell into a deep sleep. So the covenant was actually only sealed by God alone. Not by Abraham, which means there was no obligation on his part. But God upheld his side of it and was faithful. And we see in Hebrews 6, verse 13 to 18, where God says, Since there was no one greater than him, he swore by himself. There was no one greater than him that he could swear by. He swore by himself and he upheld that covenant that he unilaterally made through the blood of those animals with Abraham. Now, if we go further, we see in the covenant with Moses as well, there was blood involved. The passing through the Red Sea with walls of water to the left and to the right was symbolic. And if you look at Spiritually connecting this with what was enacted in Genesis 15. God passing through between the rows of dead animals, essentially between two rows of blood. Here you see God's people passing through walls of water of the Red Sea on either side and they pass through. It was no less than a covenant walk on that path. Passing through into the promised land. And God's people then became covenant people. You also see that as the Passover, that's a little before this now, before the Exodus. And they celebrated the Passover. Even there, a male lamb, one-year-old without blemish, was to be sacrificed and the blood was put on the doorposts. Hebrews 9 verse 22 says, nearly everything has to be cleansed by blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And this pattern would follow through into the New Testament as well. In the tabernacle, in the wilderness as well now. So we saw that in, in the case of the Exodus, with Moses, the Passover, the Red Sea, now after they were in the desert, in the wilderness, with the tabernacle, even there, Moses had to sprinkle blood on the tabernacle for sanctification. And it was this process that was initiated here, but was using the blood of bulls and rams that was later used as a precedent and then further we see the blood of Jesus becoming the blood covenant, the eternal covenant.
all of these were combined into one. Tomorrow we shall touch on that eternal blood covenant. That in itself is a very detailed topic if we actually look at it. We may not be able to go into all of the details. I pray the Holy Spirit will grant that revelation, that hunger to know more, so that when we understand that covenant of the blood and what it is meant to do, and then you say, I cover and seal a person with that blood of Jesus. I soak a person in the blood of Jesus. You know and you say it with meaning. You understand what it is meant to be doing. That is where our faith gets bolstered more. So if you ask, how do I use this covenant now, which we generally touch upon in each of the sessions? It is that understanding that will help you then say, I cover and seal this person in the name and by the blood of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you reveal to us, Lord. You provide that understanding. You open our hearts to the truth that you make available to us of that eternal covenant. That even though all these years we've heard it and seen it during Mass, yet it has never occurred to us, it has never touched us. But now let it touch us in a new way, Father, so that when we partake in that sacrifice there, in that memorial meal that Jesus set up for us, and then when we apply his blood in our prayer, we understand the power that it transfers to us. I ask for that edification in each of our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our personal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. We stand in that gap, Lord. We ask for mercy. And we come in repentance. Let there be a renewal in their hearts as well, Lord. Said, when they repent and turn towards you, then just as your word in 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says, you will hear from heaven. You will have mercy. You will forgive their sins. You will heal their land. Everything in their circumstance, not just their bodies. We pray that prayer for each of us, Lord, every member of this family. Each of us that looks for healing in various forms through all the challenges of our life. I pray that healing over each one, Lord. As we stand in that gap and we plead for mercy. Knowing that you are ever merciful, you renew your mercy for us every day. And you are ever faithful, unchangeable. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation as well, Lord. What you have joined together, let no man and no spirit of wickedness divide. We pray, Lord, for all those all of us that are battling any kind of strongholds in our lives. Things that have been there for a long time, including familiar spirits. That have taken a stronghold not only of a person, but entire generations and families. Lord, it must end here today. By the blood of Jesus, we declare a breaking of those yokes of bondage. 
We ask for your anointing, your Holy Spirit, your presence, Father, to touch these lives in a special way, especially the ones that we now pray for. And here you can raise all those that you are praying for in your personal place of prayer. We speak that freedom, Lord, for it is by your truth that your people are set free and by your spirit, not by any might, not by any other power. Let your anointing, your breaking anointing touch these lives, Father, today. So that then, as you lead us, Lord, we command every force of wickedness to be bound and cast out. There is liberty in each of these lives. We speak that liberty now. Especially the yokes of prayerlessness, of busyness. The yoke of poverty. The yoke of joblessness. Every yoke that seeks to keep your people in subjection under slavery, Father, we come against it. Against every such Egypt in their lives. So that everywhere in the physical where it looks like there is a casting down, we speak a lifting up by that power of prophecy. Let there be a lifting up of your people, Father, this day. They are your covenant people when we come in faith. And you honor it, Lord. We thank you for that. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families and friends as well. Especially those that are not yet saved. And in all our battles, Lord, we come to you in our worship. Knowing that just as you took over Jehoshaphat's battle, you take over all of our battles as well. We submit and surrender them to you this day, Father. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us as we release our faith and our prayer, making this our prayer of agreement with each other, just as your word says and Jesus promised it. You, the Father in heaven, will do whatever we ask when we agree as touching upon it. We place all our personal requests there today, Lord, as we touch upon it. And make this our prayer of agreement with each other. Believing that we have received. Believing that we have answered prayer here today. Encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kiyanda <laughs> <laughs> 
Sarah, 
Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen to every prayer that is raised on this altar today, Father. Let it be an answered prayer for your glory. Let it be a testimony of your love for us. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was put on my heart this morning is Colossians 1, verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, the powerful reflections, spirit-filled ones that Brother Savio shares on our Telegram chat and all our social media channels, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions and the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions. Please share links for people, to, for people essentially your friends and family to join those sessions live or they could even participate in the recordings that are available on YouTube or our Facebook page. <clears throat> as well as the Spotify podcast channel. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us 
in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday ahead. Wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. Thank you, Russell.